Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Mint. I am Nasreen Sultana. I am an assistant editor at Mint. I keep a close track of all that is happening in the world of stock markets. You are listening to All Things Markets where I speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets. As overall markets gained massively from the March lows, mid and small cap stocks saw a blockbuster rally in the last 9 months. After the markets crashed in March, BSE small cap index rallied 97% and BSE mid cap jumped 81% outpacing both Sensex and Nifty which have gained around 75% in the period. Earnings revival in the smaller stocks is also picking up. So, is the euphoria around mid and small cap stocks a mere irrational exuberance or do the stocks have any fundamental support? How will mid and small cap stocks perform in 2021? To understand that I'm in conversation with Amit Khurana head of equities at Tolat Capital. Hi Amit welcome to the show. Hi Nasreen. So Amit since we are talking about the blockbuster rally that we saw in small and mid caps why don't you take me through what actually led to this rally? Well uh, thank you for inviting me to this forum. Uh, I think there are a lot of structural as well as tactical reasons that one can uh, associate with this kind of rally that we have seen in mid cap and small cap over the last few months the quick tactical reasons that i would like to put forward is an immediate positive news on uh, corona cases coming off and the likely introduction of a vaccine which has given a confidence back to the investors to the economy and markets at large Uh, having said that, uh, it is also important to realize that the rally that we are now witnessing is not something that is completely unanticipated because of the structural factors that we were going through. In fact, last year in November and December, this time around, we had actually called for an outperformance of mid-cap and small-cap stocks for the year CY20 mm-hmm. based on the structural factors, which is a significant consolidation of their balance sheets and business functions. a significant realignment of their uh, efficiencies due to the gst amalgamation the overall system was coming back on track right and third very very important the balance sheet strength that they had been able to gather in 3 to 4 years was beginning to show in their margins and in their return ratios in the small cap especially we have seen almost over 90% rally since march lows that's one of the fantastic rally uh, sectoral sectorial wise and that's outperformed both the sensex and nifty their benchmarks and similar stories there in the uh, mid cap segment as well uh, what i want to ask you is despite this blockbuster rally in both mid and small caps this uh, indices uh, indices have not touched their record highs as compared to the sensex and nifty both mid and small caps had touched record highs in 2018 and from then we have we had actually fallen off and uh, we have not yet touched that so any reason uh, why uh, both mid and small caps have not have not yet touched their record highs 
well, there can be uh, you know, a couple of ways to look at it. One, obviously, uh, some of the uh, sectors and stocks are not in as great a shape and therefore their contribution to this entire rally is not as, uh, uh, shall I say, evident and may not be evident as we go along. Uh, the second way to look at it is, uh, I mean, I would not be too bothered about whether they've touched all-time highs. Eventually, they will. I mean, whenever earnings uh, trajectory starts supporting those kind of uh, valuations, they will eventually come into play. Uh, but, but the very nature of these mid-cap and small-cap companies tends to be that they tend to be laggard in the first up move in the market. And, and you know, right. this is not something that we're seeing the first time. I mean, even, right. even uh, the, the big... Uh, market that we saw in 2003 to 2008 the first move was led by large caps and then the mid caps and the small caps followed and uh, you know the last leg of the bull market the mid caps and small caps were doing extremely well I, I don't see a very different situation this time in fact they are beginning to show signs of a significant uh, earnings trajectory which is turning better in fact uh, let me give you a statistic uh, this is the first time uh, that we had our ratio of upgrades to downgrades uh, being at the highest in six quarters. And that was significantly led by the mid-cap and small-cap uh, coverage universe that we have. I mean, we cover about 150 stocks, two-thirds of them uh, fall. This is after the September quarter earnings, right? That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, so uh, we cover uh, close to about 90 to 100 odd businesses, which are classic uh, you know, domestic consumption-led, uh, classic export models, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which are now beginning to reflect an earnings trajectory which will be far better in FY22 and 23, And therefore, the catch-up towards all-time highs will eventually play out. I'm, I'm not too really uh, worried about that part. I think uh, what is important uh, for us to realize is that there is a lot of uh, uh, earnings delta which is yet to play mm-hmm. out. Right. We'll talk about the earnings a bit later. But before that, 2017 and 18, as you mentioned, that uh, first uh, the benchmarks, act, uh, Sensex and Nifty, the large caps, actually led the rally. And then the mid and the small caps joined it. But after 20, 2017, we saw both mid and small caps falling off. And most uh, many stocks which were had gathered a lot of, uh, had actually outperformed. Uh, they had started losing uh, shareholder interest. And they started falling off. And many analysts called it as an irrational exuberance that had driven those stocks ahead. And there was no fundamental support to those stocks then. Do you think that in at the current times, we are also probably seeing a repeat of what we saw in 2017 and 18, when stock, small and mid-cap stocks uh, ha- is actually following up the rally uh, because a lot of investors are there in the market. There is a feeling of missing out and hence stocks with no fundamental support are also joining the rally. Okay, that's, that's a great question, Nasreen. Uh, and uh, let me give a little bit of a context to that. 2017-18 uh, rally, if you would recall, was essentially led by the financial sector and within that the NBFC space primarily. And they were mm. the biggest beneficiaries of the demonetization. They got huge inflows, the banks got huge inflows and they didn't want to lend the money and therefore NBFCs went on a lending spree, making mm-hmm. the spread and that also had an impact on the operations of the mid-cap and small-cap borrowers. Okay. Right. Now, having said that, there were also factors which were not supported and one of the biggest factors which was not as supported was that you had the implementation of GST in July 2017. Right. And a lot of these businesses were not completely aligned at that time. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you had the situation in 2018 when the rates started moving up and the spread started coming off 
and with the earning support not being as evident the whole rally petered out hmm. i see a very major change uh, in this rally and let me sort of give a quick flavor to that one as i said in my opening remarks gst realignment is now complete for mid and small cap businesses in fact some of these businesses will become significantly large gaining share from unorganized to organized or within their spaces companies have consolidated so the mid has become so the small has become mid and mid will eventually become large right that's what secondly uh, this time i feel that the structural reforms uh, uh, taken by the government are far more convincing uh, especially the move to encourage manufacturing uh let us realize india as a as a country as an economy services driven and a lot of these manufacturing which was small scale driven mid mid size companies were not able to move up because of lack of policy support and uh, you know i've written about we've written as a house on this that the pni scheme is probably one of the uh, you know most uh, you know uh, uh, comprehensive initiatives taken by any government in the last three decades to revive manufacturing and you're okay. beginning to see that play and markets begin to react to that so right. so i would say that the factors are far more deeper here which will support these and uh, therefore the confidence level is relatively higher i would say versus the 17 18 up move that we saw absolutely okay i got your point uh, you were talking about earnings uh, in september quarter of course it was a better than expected uh, quarter mostly led by the festive demand for in, ma- in many of the sectors uh, starting from auto uh, to consumer uh, stocks uh, but uh, as an analyst do you see this uh, earnings uh, growth sustaining in the next few quarters of this fiscal especially i'm talking about the, the smaller companies uh, which form the mid and small cap segment Okay, so you are looking at the second half. I would expect a bit of a normalization to the second half versus the first half. See, the first quarter was a complete washout. The second quarter was far superior, much better than the expectations, uh, led by cost controls and the uh, release of the pent up demand. That pent up demand has probably played out in Q3, but eventually it will normalize. Okay, uh, my uh, you know uh, sort of bigger. influencing factor on being positive on these stocks is the fy 22 23 trajectory for okay. mid and small it is the first time in a decade that we are now seeing earnings consensus and upgrades towards high teens for these names okay okay we had the downgrade cycle happening in 2011 it went on till 14 then Absolutely. you had a cycle from 15 till 17 18 but it did not deliver okay and then we were hoping that it will start delivering in fy21 but then covid struck everybody hopefully we are now in a much better environment and therefore my sense is that over the next 2 to 3 years i would uh, be pretty comfortable talking about a high teens kind of an earnings growth for for uh, these uh, uh, these companies at an aggregate level some will do obviously far better they could be even doing 25 30% growth some may be more 10% 20% growth but at an aggregate level we are probably looking at a 17 18% kind of an earnings growth which actually was the case in 2003 to 2008 cycle right but i'm very curious to know uh, amit uh, when we entered covid in march this year the earnings itself was not so uh, Uh, it, it was not very steady because there was a lot of pockets of weakness economy was struggling and a few consumer focused sectors like auto fmcg most of the sectors were actually struggling struggling to meet uh, to get more demand 
what leads your uh, bullishness towards earnings revival in FY22 and 23? Uh, okay, a fair point, uh, but I would also highlight the data which we had gone through, and that became the supporting data wherein we were seeing banks begin to talk about a credit pickup. Right. Uh, around the same time, by the way. Okay. I mean, uh, I mean March we probably lost 10-15 days, but if you look at the December earnings and what we were building up in the run up to March uh, quarterly earnings was a much better earnings trajectory. Right. Uh, our sense is that is going to come back now. and probably have a couple of quarters of delay here and there the factors were the same essentially as i said business consolidation demand coming back for discretionary real estate beginning to form a bottom that was the case even in november december and it is actually even corrected more versus those levels and, right you know for example in a classic case that we are seeing at the leader on mortgage financing in india hdfc is doing the highest dispersals in the october month in their history Hmm. and that's a, that's a classic demand coming into play and that will drive the demand for a lot of other products and services which are driven by mid cap and small cap companies right right amit do you agree that this is a very unique bull market in the sense that we have of course gone uh, 20% up from the lows that we saw in march we are in fact more than 70% up from march lows uh, as far as the overall market goes but at the same time we are also in recession technically we are in recession because we had two consecutive quarters of low gdp how does the, this two factors these are very divergent factors pan out for small and mid cap stocks uh, especially because the stocks are smaller companies uh, not, they don't have that much of capex capacity or capex uh, uh, ability or uh, that much of uh, you know free cash flow in their books as compared to the larger companies so how does this two uh, contrasting f uh, you know f factors in the market work out for the stocks uh 70% move up also has to see has to be seen in the context that we went down by 40% on the indices and yes. days right okay I, i've never seen that i mean we took out the entire history of the sensex the nifty and all the other indices never have we got down by 40% in 39 days hmm. okay so this rebound was expected in the sense that covid cases came under control okay the reason hmm. why they went down the reason went off and the markets rebounded hmm. Now, let's look at in terms of how these companies are able to run their operations in an environment where the gdp is contracting hmm. that to my mind is again is again a, a post facto indicator that's not a lead indicator the markets okay. reacted to the gdp contraction much earlier hmm. and the moment they got the confidence that we've seen the worst of gdp and the economy they formed the bottom right so markets will tend to be a lead indicator of how they see the next 6 months 12 months and to 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 our understanding whatever we talk to we do a lot of primary research talk to corporate mm-hmm. talk to a lot of other stakeholders we are beginning to see in fact a situation where some of these mid cap and small cap companies are now beginning to talk about capex plans okay okay all right okay uh, and i'll tell you why we how do we corroborate that uh, one of the one of the uh, very key drivers of that comes into play what are the utilization levels going to be for the next 12 months Right. And any capex would tend to be at least uh, be planned in advance twelve to eighteen months. Right. So, which sector would this be in the small and mid caps? Okay. So you are seeing that happening in pipes, which is okay. classic small and mid cap. You are hmm. beginning to see that in paints, and where the smaller companies are beginning to come into play. Hmm. You are beginning that uh, to be seen even in cement, for that matter. 
Right. Okay. You are going to see that even in some of the more export-led sectors, chemicals, classic case, agrochemicals, another case in point, uh, you are seeing Chemex and ethanol uh, capacity builder, which is again one of the unique initiatives taken by the government. Right. You are seeing Chemex in import substitution sectors. So this is very interesting because not uh, because generally capex is the last thing that companies do when they are struggling with money uh, and uh, with capital. If they are building on capex, that's definitely a very uh, growth uh, prospects for this businesses, right? That's exactly the point I was making. That the capex that they are planning now will not drive twenty two and twenty three. That will drive twenty four and twenty five. But the hmm. planning for that, order placements for that, starts happening hmm. now. Okay. Because they expect the utilization levels to start moving towards 70, 75%, 80%, and that's when the companies start planning for capex. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that that's what drives your bullishness Absolutely. and your optimism. Absolutely towards the mid and small caps. Uh, so Amit, thanks a lot for that insightful uh, details and the conversation. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Nasreen. For feedback, you can write to me at nasreen.s at lifemint.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at Nasreen Story. You can also reach out to us at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.